0: Welcome to The Trade Table on Sin 90.7 for all you need to know about the trade and free agency period powered by AFLTRDON. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thetradetable or follow us on Twitter at The Trade Table. Hello, and it's a pleasure to have your company once again on The Trade Table coming to you live on Sin 90.7. It's a lovely Monday afternoon on the official first day of the trade period. Uh, we've got plenty of news to discuss today. Dan, how are you feeling, mate? I'm a little bit under the weather, Billy, as uh, many people would be able to recognise,
1: a few of my friends tuning in. How are you going? Uh, <laughs> but I'm wearing uh, my Richmond top in uh, tribute to uh, the delisted few of uh, Todd Elton,
2: Taylor Hunt and Steve Morris. Rest in peace. Yeah, of course. And what about you, Ben? Uh, yeah, not too bad. As good as you can be for a Monday, Monday afternoon, but it is the first day of the trade period, so I'm excited to get into it. And
0: today we have James making his first appearance. Pumped on the first day of the trade period, mate.
3: Yeah, thanks boys. I'm actually really pumped. It's finally, finally here, the trade period. I'm so excited. So excited. Let's get into it, boys.
0: Let's do it. Let's let's jump straight into it, boys. And the uh, the biggest news of the day: Jake Stringer, the package. He's officially nominated uh, Essendon. Surprise. So cool. Surprise. There we go. So the question now becomes: How will
2: they get him to Windy Hill? Ben, I'll start with you. Um, I think unfortunately we've got to turn pick eleven. I'm hoping we turn pick eleven into two later team picks. Maybe try and target pick 17, 18, 18, 19 eighteen, hey,
1: nineteen. Two later team picks for pick eleven. Well, we, pick sure 11. you're only getting one. For, uh, for 11, you meaning?
2: Why would you trade 11 for pick 17? No, but, but like involving a trade, we say Sard
1: or something. Because oh, no, that's what have re- thrown up with Gold Coast. Well, like a pick 11 and... No, sorry. Pick 17 and Sard for pick 11.
2: I wouldn't would mind that. that? Yeah. I, re- I reckon we might might even try and uh, skip that, though. We might try and split off pick 11 into two later team picks. Yeah, One for Sard, one for Stringer. Because I don't think that giving pick 11 for Stringer is fair trade value. But I also can't see... Any, any other way of getting it across the line. Mm. Dodoro is going to try and keep pick 11. He's stated that quite a few times, but I think at the end of the trade period, we're going to go into this, this draft either having traded Francis for a later team pick and using that for Stringer, which is my ideal play. That's what I would like to do, considering he has announced that he is uh, aiming to return back to South Australia I'd like to see that, but if that's not possible, we split pick 11 into two later team picks, or as you said, uh, we get a pick in the later teens along with Saad for pick 11, and that's how we get the deal done.
1: Yeah, I reckon Gold Coast will want to play pretty hard ball for that and won't... Like you know, on-trade pick 19 as well as Saad for pick 11, I think you're more likely to get it with Aaron Francis. I mean, he hasn't played a lot of games um, over his first couple of seasons, had a couple of injury troubles as well, but really, like, he's probably worth around that late-teen pick, as you were saying. I think that may get the deal done for Stringer.
3: Interesting. Uh, We were all thinking whether Essendon would even get rid of their pick 11. I mean, in the past we know they've they've been pretty difficult to work with, but uh, I heard them this morning, the list manager talking about, um, they've been a bit more open to using it this year, kind of recognising how hard it's going to be to get three uh, late second round worth players in, Mm. or late, late first round, sorry. Um, yeah, so they've got work cut out for them, the Dons.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they have been notoriously difficult to, or hard to deal with in recent years, the the Bombers, at the trade table, but they should be a bit easier, I reckon, yep. this time around.
0: Big, big trade period for Eston so far. Um, the other huge news today, and we'll, uh, we'll analyse it a little bit further in the second half of the show, but um, Josh Shackey's requesting a, a move home to Victoria. Um, this is on the back of his manager... Telling uh, NAB AFL trade radio that uh, he's going nowhere and he's a he's a Brisbane lion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what what Victorian club needs in most do you think?
3: Well, it's funny saying it after Richmond won the grand final, but I still think they need support. I mean, they're, they, you've got to keep improving your list. You can't stagnate. You can't think oh, just because we won it this year, we can do the exact same thing with the exact same players next year. And um, I think Shaky's a good fit for them. I think. He uh, adds some um, some depth to their forward line, and doesn't doesn't mean they have to rely on the small forwards to kick bags every week because Jack Rewalt hasn't been.
2: Yeah, I actually really like that, and I feel like getting Shaqi in, if they can do it for relatively cheap without rearranging their structure in terms of giving up best 22 players, it adds another dimension. It gives some, it, Not only does it give Shaggy the opportunity to learn under Rewalt, one of the premier forwards of the competition, but it also means that they move away from that one tall, five small structure that potentially teams could learn how to counteract that, and that could damage the Tigers' game plan overall. Adds another dimension. I think it would be a good move. Otherwise, though, I see him going to a a Collingwood or a Carlton. I think they're two teams that have value. They've got trade value that they can offer up on the trade table, but they're also in dire need of a really key forward.
1: Nice little uh, plug there for the show, Benno. Ending your sentence with the trade table there. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table. Anyway, on to uh, Shaki. I reckon he's probably best suited at Collingwood. They're the ones that really need a key forward. Screaming out for it. Yeah, absolutely. They are. I mean, you can't just keep... Uh, kicking it long to Darcy Moore and hoping yeah. he does does all does it's everything. Like
0: lets them down at the moment.
1: Yeah, but yeah. as as you said, the Tigers he would be a decent fit there as well. I mean, teams are going to find out the Tigers I reckon next year as well as um, like exactly the same thing happened to the Bulldogs from last year's grand final. Like they didn't even make the top. They no, sorry they didn't even uh, you know make finals. Yeah, make finals. Yeah, gee, and I mean, yeah. So I guess. Shaky does fit in well there. Griffiths probably isn't going to um, feature much next year,
0: so it could be a good one, I reckon. In terms of the Brisbane side of thing, boys, um, Shaki's former number two draft pick is—is is this somewhat of a, a loss for Brisbane?
3: Well, I've heard they're looking at uh, drafting some tall, another tall this year earlier, earlier in the with their first pick.
0: Is it? Would you would you say it's a fail then?
3: Uh a fail in terms of is this is the like how one of how many that's returned home from Brisbane. There's so many go home go home players it has been well documented. Um how are Brisbane gonna solve this?
2: Well that's the thing for me because I felt like Brisbane for there was talks of they've built they were finally building a culture where players were sticking there, they were gonna stay at Brisbane, they've then been hit with this and I feel like they'd put a lot of their stocks into Shacky. For me, the pain isn't as bad now that they have unearthed Hipwood, and Hipwood genuinely looks like he's going to go on with it and become a star of the competition. Shaky hasn't shown that yet, so I feel like the the loss isn't as bad as it would have been, say a year ago. But it still hurts because it's still proving that at the end of the day, that come home factor. The mm. Lions aren't able to overcome that, even with the club structure, the infrastructure they have at the club to deal with that. They those feelings. Players still want to come home, and that's. Ultimately, they've invested their pick two, something that some clubs would kill for and something that many clubs don't get to get a chance, another chance at for a long, long time. That's returning to a club at a value that will be lesser than what the uh, Lions paid for them. Mm.
0: Yeah, agreed, Benno. And we've got some, uh, a bit of breaking news. Uh, just announced, Brendan Archie has officially nominated, nominated West Coast as his destination of choice. How do you think he fits in there? I'll start with Dan.
1: Yeah, I mean they already do have a quite a few outside ball winners like uh, Westside players in Dom Sheed, um, but I guess I reckon he still do, is a good fit there. Like Domain Stadium is a wide stadium, like you know, the West Coast are notorious for their run. They still need some inside ball winners though to you know to make up for the losses of Mitchell and Pritis. And also, they need a tool to replace. You, you Drew don't Petri. think he
0: can be a uh, inside midfielder,
1: Brendan Archie? No, yeah. he's, he's purely outside. I think, and right. he's probably going to be playing half forward and wing. I'd say.
2: Yeah, I think, to me, it feels more like a move of convenience. Why wouldn't you pick him up if you get get him for cheap? But it's not someone that I would look at the West Coast team and goes, this improves them greatly. Mm. It's more like. All right, he'll be good. There he might he'll get a game in the best twenty-two, replace one of those bottom few players. But is he best eighteen? Though that's that's the problem. And it, at, for a team like West Coast, who I personally feel have they've got a list that's up there in terms of finals, but it doesn't feel like it's really going anywhere. Especially with the retirements of Pritis Mitchell and Petrie. This move, if they can get it done for cheaply, say they get it, get it done for a pick in the 30s or 40s, it's yeah, a good... That, good and uh, I'd say that's probably yeah. what he's worth.
1: What do you guys, what do you reckon, Jimbo? So
2: basically you're thinking he's a depth player rather mm-hmm. than... Oh, not a depth player. I think
1: he's probably in that best 22, but like he's not, mm-hmm. you know... He's not going to significantly... He's not going to change yeah. them, you know. He's not going <laughs> to yeah. solve any problems yeah. at this stage. No, no.
3: Yeah. 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 You, wh- you? what pick do you reckon he's worth, Jim? Uh, Putting on the spot yeah. here, but... <laughs> Uh, mid to late 30s, I would have thought. Yeah, that's
1: probably where I'd get from as well. Something in the second or maybe even like early third round.
3: Yeah, yeah. Port said he was a required player, but... Yeah, they say that. Yeah, say that about everyone, just,
1: just to know, get
0: some yeah. value out of him. Yeah. Exactly right. And uh, speaking of Port Adelaide, uh, Jack Watts looks like uh, he's, his club of choice is Port at this stage, according to McClure, Um do you think he'll be able to go out of the fishbowl of, of the Melbourne media and uh, finally play his best footy, Ben?
2: Well, yeah, I thought it was interesting when I saw that from Sam McClure. I think it might be a really good move for him. Um, moving away from Melbourne, it just feels like he'll be fi- able to be freed up in terms, of, in terms of his mentality. We know he's got the talent. Has it been achieved to its fullest extent at Melbourne? I don't think so. I think the pressure's been there for for a while now. If he can get to Port, he can play in that forward line alongside Charlie Dixon, alongside Wingard, etc. They've got a good forward set up. I reckon it will be uh, the move if they can get it. Uh, once again, if they can get it done cheaply, could this one could change Port? They could elevate them a little bit. I reckon. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like. You were saying about him walking out of the Melbourne Fish Bowl. He
1: walks straight into the Adelaide Fish Bowl. Yeah. They are footy mad over that, there. That's So true. he's still going to get approached in the streets. There's still going to be similar pressure, maybe not as much. I think he is still a good fit for them, though. You have got like West Westhoff. He might play a bit of a Westhoff role as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm. floating into mm. the back line potentially across the wing. Yeah. You know, just wandering around. He does have a good fitness base. The thing for Watts is really he's just knuckling down having a good preseason I feel like he can do that at a new club with a new environment
3: yeah I feel like if he can build a tank he can be almost because he's such a good user and he's a good finisher almost be a kind of Tom Lynch and Adelaide type Mm. player yeah definitely you you set up your forward line you can sneak forward you can come back if your midfield's under pressure but he just that really relies on him having a big preseason and building up a tank to be able to do that
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I really like the look of Port's forward line with Watts in there. We've got Dixon, Robbie Gray, Wingard, Jack Watts. That's 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 pretty impressive. Yeah, I reckon I've, they're imposing, but at the same time, you
1: know, you said it the other day, Bill. They may mm. not that they probably won't compete the best big sides. Big doubts. Big doubts. It's a good forward well, line. I've got though. big doubts as well. They did not be a top eight side all year, so
2: that's that's the thing though. They they've always and they continue to have a great side on paper, but when it comes to the crunch, their pressure. Their, their game style seems to uh, eat alive. Flat-track bullies. Yeah, uh, honestly, their they, game style of fast run, they seem to just eat alive bottom 10 teams because they can't mm. compete with the player on player quality. But when you come up against those top few sides, you've at some point, the coach needs to outcoach the other, well, the opposition. Yeah. And we don't really see that from Port. I mean, we saw with Essendon. Essendon just ran faster than them, tore them apart, and they didn't have a hope in that game. And we've seen that a couple of times from Port that. If they if they get the if they get jumped on early, there's no real coming back mm. for them. So I mean, what will he change? That maybe not. He'll make the team look a bit better on paper, but I still have my doubts over Port. Yeah,
1: there's some other news coming out of Adelaide as well, isn't there, Bill? I uh, believe uh, Crows list manager spoke on Air for Trade Radio. Yeah, he spoke
0: about Charlie Cameron's uh, uh, request to be a Brisbane Lion next year, and it's it's been revealed that uh, Charlie wants to. Wants to move to Brisbane for family reasons. And um, Justin Reid uh, said that he's fairly unwilling to budge on Cameron. Uh, he's a contract... Oh, he didn't
1: say that, but he is fairly unwilling to budge on Cameron. And he said he's happy where he is. He's a contracted player, which is the language that says we're going to play hard ball for him, as they have done with Jake Lever. Clearly, uh, Adelaide are proving to be very hard to deal with during this trade period. What do you, what do you reckon, Jimbo?
3: Well, I guess from their perspective is it's well documented how many big players they've lost they've lost Tippett they've lost Davis lost Danger and I think the fans over there are getting really sick Mm. of how many players a little bit restless on social media very very restless (laughs) understatement and so they're putting pressure on the club and the club I think feels responsible to get the best deals possible even if it means they're pretty difficult to deal with Mm. Um, it'll be very interesting to see whether Charlie Cameron goes I don't think he I don't think Adelaide will let him unless I mean the Motlop one is interesting if they it's come out that they're going hard after Motlop. I think if Cameron leaves, that you know, like that's who Motlop. What's Motlop's role? Um, is is come in and replace Cameron. But if they keep Cameron, I don't know. See where Motlop fits into that side.
2: Well, I think I think what we'll see is they're trying to boost the value of Cameron now, boost it up a little bit. Say that uh, teams that or well, Brisbane, if they want him, they're going to have to offer a, b- a bit more. Freeze up salary cap space. Bring in Motlop. Done deal. I think we'll see those deals almost done simul- simultaneously when and if they get done. Brisbane,
1: uh, they, had, they had pick 14, I believe. Would they be... No, sorry, pick 12. I reckon they'd be looking for Brisbane pick 12 for Cameron. I reckon we'd which have they to... will, Which you would not give away for oh,
2: Cameron. I would, no, I think what we'll see is maybe a swap of picks and Cameron, maybe a, a reshuffling in the draft order. Because pick 12 for Cameron doesn't seem worth it to me, but at the same time good fit for Brisbane, so I think they'll need to give up. If if Adelaide chuck in maybe a pick in the 20s, maybe maybe a steak knives sort of deal, yeah. then we'll see the deal get a over A Dean time. Gore sort of deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we've got a couple quick ones before we throw to a song.
0: Uh, Harley Ballock, the young Fremantle midfielder, uh, he's seeking a move home and likely go to Melbourne. Uh, what do we think of that, Dan? Uh, he's...
1: He came on. He was a
0: burst on was, the scene, didn't he?
1: Oh yeah. Well, oh, he didn't. Sorry, he didn't burst on the scene. But when he was drafted, he was touted as a as a talent. I reckon he's got plenty of scope, and Days will definitely probably probably get him for like not a, a high that high of a pick too, which would be good.
0: And the other one is uh, Hawthorne are confident that they'll get Port Adelaide. Uh, machine running machine, machine. Jarman, Jarman like MP that.
3: they get deals done don't they the Hawks
0: yeah they do they do they're they're the expert <laughs> hello welcome back to the trade table uh, we're going to go into a little bit of a debate now boys um, in light of the Josh Shackey the toing and froing the backflipping um, and the Jesse Hogan the uh, meeting the, the, the,
1: the saga yeah <laughs> the meeting of Jesse Hogan and Nat Fife uh, last week which was uh, brought um was put in the media spotlight I think on the on the weekend and it was like oh speculation etc then there was people saying oh harley Ballack and a pick for him yeah. and then he pretty much just said no we were just meeting and they are Big under U-turn. the same management as well yeah it's just uh, it's brought up uh, for me anyway just that any player can just sort of be thrown up like here on trade radio even it's like oh you know, how about this this guy and this guy for and a pick for so and so and so and so. It's just,
0: it's a little bit. So wh- what oh, do you oh, what do you think of the the uh, the players sort of being spoken about as the pieces of meat, James? Do you think it's all right? Do you think they just have to cop it? Uh,
3: I think it's a changing landscape that we're really moving towards this American style, American sports style of just it's a business. It's strictly really a business. Mm. If players can leave at any time. With that freedom comes like the trouble of being able to be thrown up at any time, I guess, as well. And I guess it's, it's we're in that uh, changing space where um, players go into it expecting that's just going to be a secure job, going to AFL. Whereas I think in 20 years, if you're going to be a professional footballer and you're 17, 18, you know that's going to be the landscape. Your family knows that's going to be the landscape. Mm. It's a business. It's it's not guaranteed. Um yeah, it's it's a tough one, and I understand. I empathise for the families of the kid, the everyone who gets thrown up for just willy nilly. Um, but it's interesting. It'll what do
0: you, what do you, what are your thoughts on the
2: topic, Ben? You should hear your
3: thoughts, Ben. I think
2: my my opinion has changed somewhat in the last couple of years. I think that. We've got to start looking at it as a business, and we've got to do away with the romantic feel of football in some ways. I mean, I understand that at the end of the day, the fans are uh, almost funding the game in terms of buying tickets, memberships, all that. But we've also got to consider that each club is set up not only to win premierships, but to make money. AFL is a business. Without money going into the game, there is no AFL. To me... I think what needs to happen, and this is something that I'd like to see more in the future, is clubs almost forcing their young players to get maybe a degree or study on the side, because I think that um, with this, I mean, it's it's hard that players can be thrown up at any time, and it's hard that their career can end at any time. But that's the nature of football. It's not a secure g- job. Contracts contracts are becoming largely meaningless on both sides. No, but I'm of not it. talking
1: about like I'm talking about like the media throwing them up. No, oh, okay. not so much like clubs destroying because like, I, I get that that's you know that's a yeah. part, uh, part and parcel well, of the game but it's just like seeing you know I can't I can't think of an example off the top of my head but seeing you know what's well, exacerbated with social the, media that exactly and just... social media and also just in general in the, in the paper and stuff seeing that you know day after day there may not be much said in these press conferences in these interviews and stuff but like journalists are nitpicking like these little bits of uh, you know, information that may be fairly irrelevant and making a story out of it and I guess you know, can be harmful for the players and also for their families.
2: Well, if, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, I mean, we mentioned this before when we were talking about what Melbourne footy media is a bit of a fishbowl. We, we want stories, we want content to consume. At some point, the media has to deliver and they're a product of uh, footy-mad culture. I mean, do I like it? No, but that's the world we live in and that's, I guess, the environment of AFL.
3: I think it's particularly trigger-happy trigger with Hogan because Melbourne supporters are generally mm. very sensitive about Hogan wanting to go home because yeah. he's, he's the... But, he's I mean, he has like gone through boy. a
1: lot throughout the year as well. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, whether the, the old the old uh, do-no-harm sort of, you know, journalistic ethics and practices comes into question there with that, I reckon.
3: But it's not even... Half the time, it's not even journalists coming up with this Yeah, stuff. exactly. I, that's what
1: makes But, it I fun. mean, like, there were journalists speculating yeah. on the... I won't name names, but there were on the
0: weekend... <laughs> Yeah. We, we would struggle without all the rumours, though. So yeah. the trade yeah, exactly. No, Don't get me
1: wrong, it. I absolutely love yeah. chatting exactly. about it. it, it it's,
0: it's a double it's it's it's
1: edged sword, is yeah. isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You want the ethics to be there. But, but at the same, the same time, time, you just love being on <laughs> top of everything <laughs> love the and goss. knowing everything. Yeah, the goss, exactly right. Welcome back to the trade table on Sin 90.7. We're going to jump into some draft combine. Uh, Statistics and wrap up now. Uh, I think Dan's been all over it. Dan, oh, of did you check it out? I, lo-
1: I love my draft. Um, we're going. Uh, last week on on the t- it started on the Tuesday. Eighty five uh, national combine uh, players tested for from Tuesday to Friday. Uh, um, to get into the national combine, you have to have at least four clubs uh, wanting to reco- uh, well, I guess in- interested in, in you. Yeah. Okay. Inquiring for, oh, nominating you. Sorry, that is the word. Um, and probably the the biggest standout was for mine was uh, was Aiden Bonner. He um, he won the what did he win? He won the standing vertical jump with 89 centimeters. He also came third, um, equal third. I oh, sorry, equal second in the sprint. He is one who's really bolted onto the scene in the la- in the probably the back end of the TAC Cup season. He's uh, had two knee recos, back to back knee recos. If you ask someone in under, under 16s um, who was going to land uh, pick one three years later, it would have been Aiden Bonner. So he's looking around that top 20 mark now. He would have been probably about 30 about a month ago. So he's, he's come in significantly. Dylan Moore of the Eastern Rangers, he's. Uh, he just proved he's a, a fitness beast. He uh, won the uh, the he didn't win the yo yo. Got second in the yo yo and and took out the two kilometer time trial. And uh, Lockie O'Brien, another high selection, came second in that one. So that's that's pretty much for, for the uh, combine.
0: Did you see uh, Jackson Ross, the ex tennis player, score? I did 30, and I believe your friends 30, with him, Bill never 30, never
1: brought that up actually.
0: Thirty and twenty nine <laughs> on the um. On the kicking yeah, test does, and the copper yeah, he does have a good test. leg on him, Jackson Ross. Yeah, he does. He's one of those bolters. The two two of the Haley, Haleybury boys are uh, Ross and uh, Bonner. They're they're looking very impressive. They are to, indeed, at they the are right indeed. time too. And
1: Rossi is another one who could who could almost feature in that twenty five. Probably not. Probably more towards the thirty to forty mark. Who else has impressed you, Bill? Because um, I went to the Attack Cup Grand Final with you. You were very impressed by Charlie Constable, weren't you?
0: Yeah, I was. Um, I think we were speaking about it before. I really like how he fits in at Brisbane. I'm not sure what the recruiters yeah. are doing there, but <laughs> if I was a Brisbane recruiter, I'd be all over mm. Constable. And uh, uh, I like the look of Andrew Brayshaw. Um, I think he's a bit of a ball magnet, and uh, I think he's a natural footballer. Mm. And, um, a bit like his uh, brother,
1: He's uh, sorry, he's the brother of Angus yeah. over at... Uh And also, his brother Hamish, who's uh, an overager for Sandra Ham, is also looking not likely to get drafted, but he's. I really hope he does, because he's
0: he's a a terrific footballer and he deserves it, but he's one of those that sort of fell through the cracks a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly right. Should we, should we jump straight in into the Gold Coast analysis? Show? I'm excited. I'm I'm right. right. The scene is set for you. All, All right, right James, Jim. kick us off, James.
3: All right, so we've, we've taken a fine-tooth comb over the, the Gold Coast Suns list, and uh, we're, we're figuring out what what their lo- list is looking like next year, what their best 22 is looking like next year. So we start with their outs. They, we, we know they're losing Brennan Matera, we know they're losing Adam Assad and Gary Ablett Jr. Um, so we look at their ins, not heaps has been reported. We know they're still uh, in the race for Steve Motlop. Whether they get him, I've heard he's uh, meeting again with Stuart Jew since, since his appointment. Um, but it seems more likely he'll end up at one of the Adelaide sides. I mean, he's got links with Port Adelaide, and I've heard the Crows are offering him big, big money. So that seems unlikely. And then there's been none, nothing official but some uh, links with Kurt Tippett. Obviously, Jew was an assistant uh, coach at... At Sydney with Tippett, so whether he could attract Tippett to come up to the Gold Coast potentially, I don't think Tippett fits Gold Coast list at all. I don't think he, well, I don't think they need him, but um, that's another story. He could end up there, and then obviously they've got some high, high, high draft picks, and they could draft someone like a Paddy Dow, Cam Rayner, or Luke Davies yanaki um, all young midfield guns. But I've gone with Davies yanaki just for this exercise. I'm going to list what I think there should be their their starting 22 for next year. So starting in the full-back... Oh, here we go. Drum roll. Here we go. Here we go. Starting in the full-back line, we've got uh, Cade Collard, jasney Stephen May, Jared Harbrow, uh, half-back Matt Shaw, Rory Thompson and Pierce Hanley. Then in the centre, Michael Riscatelli, Jared Lyons and Jack Bowes. Half-forward, Jack Martin, Peter Wright, Tuke Miller. And then the full-forward line in the pocket, uh, Braden Fiorini, full-forward Tom Lynch and Ben Ainsworth also in the pocket. And then uh, Ruck and Rovers, Jared Witts, Aaron Hall and David Swallow. And then on the interna- interchange, sorry, we've got Darcy McPherson, Davies Yunaki, Matt Rosa and Alex Ses- Sexton. Um, the biggest name for me that I left out was Sam Day. Um, obviously, he's a gun. He missed all of this. He didn't play a game. Um, but the tools that they've got on their list, uh, I just don't know where he fits in anymore.
0: So just to paraphrase for our listeners, in the backline, we've got Stephen May and Five Hacks. Uh, midfield, we've got Noad. <laughs> line we've got Tom Lynch. And followers, Jared Witz.
2: Uh, I believe I'll take credit for yeah. that. <laughs> better <I laughs> wrote that in the script. a bit harsh, but we'll run with it. Um, I just think it's, it's accurate. Uh, no, go back to it, Jim. That was just me having a bit of a joke.
3: <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. So uh, I, I don't know what you guys think. We, they think uh, a lot of official... Report, um, like, a lot of commentators think uh, Sam Day's a gun, um, but he can't get on the park. And that, if everyone else in their spine is fit, all their tools are fit, I don't see where he fits. Um, so I've left him out. And then uh, if you're leaving him out, I don't know if you keep someone that good just like on the fringe of your best 22. Mm-hmm. I think while you've, got some, while you've got some currency for him, while he's worth something, why not get someone and fit one of your other needs?
1: I still think he's a worthy backup, though. If Peter Wright or Tom Lynch does go down... Um, and even uh, Rory Thompson or um, or Stephen May goes down, he potentially could be a backup. He's played a bit in defence. He's played yeah, more yeah. forward line. Obviously, no, he's a, he's a solid utility. Yeah, of course. But I mean, I think you got to have that backup for them.
3: Yeah, but I don't think you have to have a backup of that quality. Like, if you can get someone, if you can get some currency and actually fix a need of which Gold mm-hmm. Coast have plenty, I don't know if you have someone of that quality just sitting I on the side. I could almost lines.
1: fit him in, I reckon. Uh, yeah,
0: he's, I in he's in the. Best 22 for mine, easily.
3: Yeah. But where do you play him?
0: Um, well, yeah. he's a utility. You can fit him in uh, in that back six, and you can fit him in the, in yeah. the front six for mine. Yeah, he's um, very
1: versatile. And, I mean, like, with Wits playing ruck the whole time, you've pretty much got two forwards. Most teams run with either two like two recognised tools, and then maybe yeah. like a third tall.
0: It is top-heavy, I
3: understand. But isn't that, Peter, right? Like, you look at the last yeah. two premiers, and it's Richmond and Bulldogs who yeah. played with one-and-a-half yeah. ruckmen.
2: Yeah.
0: So... But it's you, look interesting. At, you look at uh, GWS and they've faltered at the end, but they've been a very successful team yeah. over the last two years, and you see how top heavy they are.
3: But that was so the biggest criticism. was the biggest yeah, criticism of the was. of he's, the Giants point. in the last couple of rounds. They were too top heavy, played without Mumford and Cameron, mm. um, yeah, and they looked a bit better. So it's interesting. It seems to be the way that the game is going. It used to be th- yeah. often the the quality tools win your games. It's yeah. it's interesting. a side
1: I don't think the the GWS GWS side of the last two years in Gold Coast are really comparable. No,
3: it's yeah. not it's at all. A, not single not single at all. Teams. I think that's true in terms of structure. Yeah. yeah,
2: but you can look at you can look at the game like across the board and see yeah. that Rucks Rux. You want them to the uh, teams are wanting them to be more mobile than anything. So mm. I think that's a fair point. Yeah.
3: Great. So I've just uh, had a quick go um, overview of what they have. So that we know they have a spine. So they've got Stephen May, Rory Thompson in the back line. They've got um, Jared Wits in the ruck, who's had a, a pretty solid year, underrated year in my opinion. And then Peter Wright and Tom Lynch in the yeah. forward line.
1: Just quietly, just quickly, you mentioned it on the other show, but Jared Witts wasn't even in their top ten. Justin Ferris. Yeah, I think a, it's, so a, it's a crime. So he was underrated, yeah. probably there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. And so I don't think I think in just about any side, that's a really really solid. Um, mm. A spine so to me that says to come 16th with that spine you've got not much quality around those tools um so uh they've also got um some pace so like they've got they've got um aaron hall they've got claude you've got jared harborough pierce hanley um Catelli still reasonably quick they did have adam sard he's leaving now um so i mean they did look slow at sometimes but i think that's the quality of ball movement as much as as, as even more so than necessarily than actual foot pace. So, um, and I think their, their um, biggest need as we move into what they need is midfield depth and strong ball win- strong ball winners. David Swallow, uh, he missed five games this year. Most he's played in a few years, um, but he's really their only really strong ball hard ball getter. Aaron Hall's improved in that area, but still not great. Um, Took Miller's not really a hard ball getter. Not of swallowed. Jared Lyons as well. Jared Lyons, yeah, going to yep. there and, and he's really he's well. been solid. He's been really good, but he's not an A grader. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so, they've got those, um, but and you and you'd look at so like Sydney have Parker, Hanbury, Kennedy, Jack, Richmond have Cochin Martin, Prestia, Geelong have Selwood, Danger, Duncan, um, GWS have five or six players that run through there of really good quality, a midfield of Hall, Swallow, Lyons. Rosa and Riscatelli doesn't quite put fear into your side
0: so you're saying they need a stronger midfield um, someone like Tom Rockliffe would be handy I, I was going to say that I was what?
3: literally going to say why Why would they not target someone like a Tom Rockliffe? yeah do you think he'd fit into their side well James I think he would personally I don't think Tom Rockcliffe would if he was going to move from Brisbane it moved move to Gold Coast it doesn't really make sense as a career move but I don't know why Gold Coast wouldn't go make the ask the question I mean maybe they did but um, I think someone like that, even more so than a, a port who do who do have a lot of strong ball winners, um, they, they need someone like that.
2: I feel like the Rockcliffe move was also motivated somewhat by uh, trying to find success, and there's no hope. (laughs) You're not finding success. success. Well, well, you might be finding success down the road, but I feel like in terms of Rockcliffe's in his prime, it makes sense for him to go to Port. Yeah, yeah. My my other point is, you mentioned Sam Dave on the fringes of that 22. Would you look at turning him into trade value and try to pick up a midfielder somewhere?
3: I I think it makes sense. Yeah. I mean... Uh, They don't have heaps of talls other than the ones we mentioned, the spine. So, I mean, it's it's a dangerous game. You need some other backups, um, which Sam Day, I guess, is right now. And with with Gold Coast's history of injuries, I mean, there's always going to be one of those five or six big talls injured. So it's handy then. But if you can get them all in the park, I think it makes sense to turn someone like a Sam Day, while he's got currency, into a quality midfielder. Um, and then the other need I've, I've found of Gold Coast is they just, other than Tom Lynch and uh, Peter Wright, small forwards and other gold kickers, uh, pretty much non-existent. Jack Martin was their third best and kicked 24. Brandon Material was their fourth and he's, he's leaving. Mm. Um, so I think it's it's pretty glaringly obvious they, they lacked they lacked to forward pressure and small forwards to crumb.
0: Yeah, that's very fair enough, James. And uh, in light of all this... Uh, for the prediction where do you where do you see them next year I know this is a bit
3: controversial but uh, Ooh, here we go I think <gasps> I think if they can get games into all these players and get they can stay on the park I think they can finish as high as ninth and down to about 12th or 13th. as ninth yeah I think they can Hybrid challenge a final I don't think they'll make finals boy, oh boy wow but I, but I think they, dropped a bomb I think they can push. They just got to get on the park. That's why. So, what's course. the reasoning
0: behind that? Uh, behind your belief that they can push? Well, to me, it's the finals.
3: spine. So, if they can, I mean, Richmond did it with four like really A-grade quality players and lots of p- players committed to the Ooh. cause. I think if if Gold Coast can get their big five up and firing, consistent, mm. and then they just get, get everyone else around them, while they're mostly role players, consistent and committed to the cause, I think they're up and about. The problem
2: for me with that statement is. If for them to rise that high, other teams need to fall. And when I look at other teams' lists in comparison to Gold Coast, I struggle to see where the pr- improvement is. Maybe in a couple of years I can, I can uh, see ninth to 12th, but next year it would take four or five teams falling quite drastically, to be honest, to getting them up to 12th. And I just can't see them outgunning the other team we're going to speak about in a, in a moment, Carlton, in terms of improvement. But then you're also looking at sides like uh, like North.
1: Yeah, and I mean the thing is for me is that they're losing one
2: or two players a year as well. Like,
1: I don't know how you can continue to like keep or they like, keep drafting these young kids, really talented young kids in, and they're just not able to hold them, yeah. and they's holding them back obviously in the long run, and it just that's why they've sort of meandered on like this whole you know six years they've been in the competition. Uh, pretty much, they were at that high point. They almost made finals before um, Apple got injured in 2014, I believe it was. And since then... Stagnated. at all. And they just, they're just recruiting guys like a... Who was the one from Hawthorne that came in? I was trying to think of Hal- his name.
0: Uh, Hanrahan? Mitch yeah. Hanrahan? Not Hanrahan. No, no, no Mitch. Hallahan. Hallahan. Hallahan? Hallahan. Yeah, like these, these
1: sort of guys that, are, that aren't going to cut it. And yeah, you're no. losing gadge out of that midfield. Like Who stands up there?
3: Mm. Totally.
2: I think the other... Yeah, the main point for me also looking at this team is we we've always criticized Gold Coast and said they do play a very ablet centric game plan. They've then got to look, relearn how to play abletless and I just don't I think it's going to be another year of pain for them. Not even ablet centric. They were ablet Benel <laughs> Benel and prestia
0: centric and yeah. now they've got none of them. So well, uh, for mine it's a it's a long year for Gold Coast next yeah.
3: year. You uh, could argue though this is my, just one last point They've had to learn to play without Arbel. He played what, twelve games, thirteen games this year. Didn't go well for them, though, did it? <laughs> well, he won their yeah, BNF but he won, by the, he won by they they like, straight. <laughs> but you look at teams that do the rise. They yeah. they got to they got to it's yeah. it, keep the same list together. I mean, I know we've said a couple are leaving, but you keep. like you got to lose, have some pain for some gain. Oh yeah. And I see and your point. I mean, like
1: Stuart Jew as well coming into the club. Yeah, I think it will he be brings great, a- will, will be good for them. They will eventually like become. Some sort of successful team, I yep. think, in the future yep. with that coach at the helm. Whether it's in the next five yep. years
0: yep.
3: is. It'll be interesting. Uh, we'll the, the, yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, we've got Dan's taking on the Carlton Blues, the Blue Carl Baggers. Blues. We've, a, we've got a Blue Bagger here,
1: actually. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> He was very keen to get on it, but I jumped on this one. Um, okay, well, who they'll get? They've pretty much locked in Matthew Kennedy from the Giants. Uh, he was selection 13 in the 20, uh, 2015 draft I believe he's been playing pretty much on a half forward, half forward flank for the Giants but I see him like working into the midfield for the Blues he's got a very, he's got a hard edge he'll definitely uh, win that contested ball for them and I reckon a mid20 selection should get that done they appear to be on the hunt for Josh Shackey um, just uh, looking tuning into a4 trade radio today it's sort of between Collingwood and Carlton for that one um, but I'm not sure really if another young, like raw tall forward is what they need. Harry McKay's in the wings. He had, was tried last year, played a couple of games, showed some promise. And then you've also got Kerno and Weidring, who also have been playing a bit of forward. I think he's probably a better fit for Collingwood than uh, Carlton personally. And uh, I guess the positive with um, with the news today as well is that Gibbs uh, is revealed to be staying, so that, that they won't lose him at all. Who they've lost, they've already done their retire uh, retirements and delistings. Um, Dennis Armfield, uh, cult hero, retired. Andrew Gallucci delisted. Uh, Daniel Gorringe uh, retired, but he may have been delisted anyway. Christian Yash delisted, a failed experiment there from GWS. Um, Matthew Korchek and also Liam Sumner, very high selection for GWS back in the day, was delisted. And another one I've got here down here for who, who they may lose is uh, Nick Graham. Do you guys reckon that Nick Graham will look to find a new home? He's been—he destroys VFL, hasn't been able to really cut it at the at the next level. Do you reckon he'll look to find a new home? Yeah,
3: I think I think if you're, especially if you're at a club that's not pushing for finals and you're still not getting a game in the seniors, mm. that's got to be a sign that there's got to you got to look for other opportunities. Yeah, for sure. What do you reckon, Ben?
2: I think not only that, but I think that the the Carlton lineup to me feels almost quite settled. They need. For me, I'm looking at it and I'm like, they need to play with this lineup for an extended period. I think for Nick Graham, I mean, he's got the talent there. He m- might as well look, and Carlton might like try and look to get, say, a pick 50 for him, try and eke a little bit of value out of him, get get, get someone uh, that will take him on, give him regular games, and it's a win win scenario. Yeah, 100%. And
1: let's uh, head into that Carlton lineup right now. From the back, we've got Cade uh, Simpson. We've We've got an animal, actually, at full-back. Oh, sorry, sorry, no, a goat. Yeah, uh, Liam Jones. Yeah, Liam Jones at the full-back.
3: Caleb is poor. The Can back I just get on the record and say that is poor, Daniel? Mate, he's uh, the best can, of
2: all time. Can I go on the record and agree with Jim and not with you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got uh, so we'll continue with the team. Sam Doherty is a half-back flank. Yeah, just hearing uh, Harrow there on the camera. Sam Rowe at uh, centre-half-back. Uh, then we got got uh, Lockie Plowman on the half-back flank. Uh, the, the middle, the centres, we've got uh, Ed Kerner on the wing, Bryce Gibbs centre, and Zach Fisher, who showed a lot of promise during the season. Uh, half forward line, we've got a very young forward line uh, Jack Silvani, Kaz Bolt, and Matthew Kennedy lining up on the half forward flank. Jacob Wiedering, I've got in the forward line. I don't see that as his best position, but I reckon at the moment they've got a lot of uh, talented. Uh, a lot of uh, talented, uh, probably a more more talent in the, in the back line than they do in the forward line, so they need him there. Charlie Curnow, um full forward, and Matt Wright, forward pocket. The Rucks, uh, we've got Cruiser, Murphy, Cripps. And then on the interchange, uh, Sam Petrovsky-Seaton, Dale Thomas, one of Davies Uniak, Paddy Dowell, Rayner, and Tom Williamson. Sinks in. Unlucky to miss David Cunningham, who was a rising star nomination. Just couldn't fit him in. Harry Mackay, chose. A couple of signs, but probably not, you know, beating those tools for a spot in the 22. Sam Kerridge. Cedge, he, he's a he's a hated man for a lot of uh, Carlton fans, but I think he's probably, and I. I don't really rate him on yeah. the outside, which is where they were playing He racks then it up when he, he plays, He does, though. but he does butcher it a lot. Yeah,
2: He's hated by a lot of Carlton fans, but beloved by a lot of uh, 2016, <laughs> super, 2016 <laughs> super coaches, including yours truly. <laughs> you came, what, 79th that year? Uh, I don't like to flex my credentials, but <laughs> oh, I yes, did, and, and at one time <laughs> I was
1: 29th overall. So 29th, not 79th. That was one point. You yeah, had. one point. Um, and Kieran Byrne, I consider very unlucky to be out of this side. He missed uh, most of last year with, an eight, uh, with a knee injury, I believe, but he's, he's one who probably will work into that halfback flank. Um, what do they have, Dan? Well, they have plenty of talented tools, as I said. They've got their young spine up and running. They've got um, you know Caleb Marchbanker, the recruit from GWS, as well as Lockie, F- Lockie Plowman. They've got uh, Jack Sylvani, who can play tall, but also he's probably that third tall. Uh, Jacob Wiedering and also Charlie Curnow, who looked to go into that midfield as well. But what they, what they need, they do need a little bit of everything, except for tools, but their priority is more on young midfielders because they've got Murphy 30, Gibbs 28, Cruiser 28. They've uh, filled a, a need there with Matt Kennedy, but they probably need a bit more and potentially some more outside middle, some, like, some class on the outside. Their ball use has been a bit shoddy out of defence and also out of the midfield um, for the past you know oh, three or four seasons. And perhaps even another coming forward to accompany uh, Matthew Wright, who was actually the leading goalkeeper in 2016, which says a lot about the Blues. Um, they already um, So they've got, uh, so as I mentioned, uh, Marchbank, Plowman, and Kurnow, and Wiedering are all under the age of 21. So they're only going to grow. Who are they going to target with their first two picks? Well, I'd say they're probably going to go for one of Reina, Davies Uniac, or Paddy Dow for the first pick. Um, if they decide to emphasise that, like, you know, getting an elite ball using midfielder. They might go for Rangers' Adam Chera. He's been out for a lot of the year, but he wins a lot, can win his own footy and then just, like, deliver it um, efficiently inside 50. The next pick's 39, and they might look to get uh, some running class off the back line to replace Cade Simpson, who's who's likely to retire in the next one or two years, still playing some good footy. And I'd say Riley Stoddart fits the bill there from Rangers. He... um, especially on the big stage at um, the Under-18s All-Stars match, the curtain raiser, he was using the ball very well and trying plenty of run off the half-back flank. Yeah, Stod-
0: about, Stoddard just... He really stood out for me uh, in yeah. the TAC Cup this year. Um, he moves so well. Um, he's so smooth and he's... So he's got he's got the double threat of his movement, um, his speed and his agility, and then he's got his delivery by foot, which is also elite. Yeah, it's So I think... In terms of replacing a Simpson, I think there's, it's a perfect fit.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And the Blues are reportedly interested there. Um, Predicting for the Blues, they're probably going to tread water. I mean, you can't expect too much from s- the young side that they have. So I'd say they're probably going to finish in around the you know, the 13 to 16 range yet again. Their best case scenario for wins is probably eight or nine. They did sneak, or they snuck one this year against JBS. It was one of the best wins of the season. Um their worst case scenario is probably four or five wins. When they're going backwards from the last two years, from when Bolton started at the helm, my prediction for them is probably seven wins, somewhere in the middle there. Like they'll still show plenty of positive signs, but whether they can, they, well, I don't think they can convert to um, anything like in terms of drastic ladder movement just yet. What needs to happen? I think the, like the kids just need to can. Continue to show these signs, like that's just what giving the Blues fans hope. That's what's getting him up in the morning. What, but what can't happen is uh, Cruz getting injured. He had it, I reckon he was probably all Australian. Yeah, I reckon he was. Yeah. Yep. probably the All Australian ruckman uh, this year. Very stiff, not to get the nod. And I mean, if he does go down as he has in previous years, it, you know, it's just such. They got? A, They've got Phillips. They've got Andrew fine. Phillips, but it's such Straight a drastic spot. difference between Andrew Phillips yep. and yep. Matthew Cruiser. like. And I mean, there was five uh, rising star nominations for the season in Curno, Cunningham, Silvani, Marchbank, and uh, Petrovskyi Sedin, who was who's going to be an absolute star as well. So as long as they continue to keep showing these signs, I reckon. It'll be a a good year. Not an amazing year, but a good
0: year. Yeah, look, they really rely on keeping their stars healthy. The midfield of Gibbs and Murphy and Cripps, and then their ruck is just huge for Mm. them. Absolutely crucial. Cruiser needs to have a big year again.
2: Yeah, and I I mean for me, if I was a Carlton fan, I'd be pretty excited about the future. Premiership window is a fair way away, but mm. if I had to pick a team out the next team out of that bottom four of Gold Coast, Brisbane, Carlton and North to win the to win a flag first, I'd be going Carlton. I just really like their youth. Really like the way Bolton's running that team. Mm. I'm excited mm. like as much as it pains me as an Esterdon fan, Carlton uh, and Carlton have a great future and if they can keep that list together and obviously it's hard when you do have such a Such a group of young talent. They want money want, And they mm. want they want regular game time They can keep it together keep it meshing try a few different things over the next couple of years once they're ready to challenge the, the rest of the competition may need to watch out I was just going to say their game style is a little bit painful to
1: watch at times because they're learning defence now just as it's, it's, it's very similar to D's position yeah. five or six years ago when Paul Bruce was like nah we've got to learn defence first and there was just some nil-all draws in there and then from there they learn attack and look at them they're one of the most aggressive sides in the competition now and I see that Happening with them. Definitely.
3: So you think the criticism, because there was a bit of criticism yeah, during they, the year. Yeah, they've gone backwards. they yeah. backwards. They're playing too slow. They're not giving opportunities mm-hmm. to certain players. Do you think that was unjust? I
1: think, I think there was still enough, you know, enough glimpses there, for to be for them to be positive about the season. I don't think it was a, a negative. No way.
0: No. What I like about Carlton is they they seem to fight really well. When you look at them compared to a Brisbane Gold Coast, yeah. you know when when those it does brought, help when you when like the,
1: you've got a, a extremely loyal fan base. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That could be a factor, but they they seem to be really competitive um, in a lot of games. You look at the just the Adelaide game as an example. That Adelaide were too good for them, but yeah. um, they fought and fought and fought and only lost by a couple of goals in the end. And um, I think they're they're one to watch for the future. Yeah, for um, Sure. Boys, we've got a, uh, a listener question here. A listener here question. To do with the Carlton team, and the question is Crips versus Bontempelli. Oh, I'll throw it to Dan first. I, I
1: love this question because um, there's one, one of my mates in particular always asked me this, and I've always said Bont, and I'm going to have to continue to say Bont because I, Crips for me just does not have the, the capacity the Cri- to go forward and just... Break apart a game forward,
3: or the creativity of All a the bond. All the creativity, yeah. yeah.
1: But I still, I absolutely love Crips. I'd say they're probably my two favourite players in the competition, just about. Well, apart I mean, from Liam Jones, of course.
2: <laughs> Big call. Cool. Um, I've got to agree with Dan. I think, I think Bond uh, just edges out Crips, but both are going to be. They're going to be two of the star midfielders of the next decade. You throw in, you throw in Kelly, you throw in Merritt. Those four, they're going to be up there in the Brownlow pretty much every year. Bont just has the edge for me just because he's shown a little bit more in terms of his flair and creativity, but I feel like Cripps, Cripps will be on even footing within a couple of years with mm. Bont. I feel like Cripps has a little bit more scope to improve, whereas Bont, he's definitely going to improve even more, but he's already at what many players would be, the peak of their powers. Yeah. He's had those injuries to deal with, hasn't
0: he, Crips? Yeah, which he does. does not help. Yeah. I think... Uh, Marcus has been relatively relatively healthy for his short career. Uh, James, what do you think?
3: Oh, I, th- I have to go. Bond. He's he. Uh, the bond. He can he can win the you games off his own boot. He and doesn't need a full game to influence. Yeah. The, the outcome. Bond needs a quarter and he'll, he'll win you the game. Well,
0: we see that with the Brown though every year, don't we? I've I feel like. Uh, Bont had a bit of a down second half of the year and he's still yeah. polled in the Browns. Still won right. the, still on the he BNF. He the BNF. Three yeah. He loves yeah. the three birds. Yeah. All right, viewers. Uh, That's just all, about wraps it up. Uh, that you know. wraps it up. Thanks yeah. for joining us today. It's been a great show and uh, we'll be back tomorrow from 3, three to four, four, three 4. absolutely. And uh, we'll be back to talk trades. Uh, thanks for joining us. You're listening to the trade table. Hit us up on Facebook at um, www facebook.com forward slash the trade table or or on twitter Uh, thanks for listening we'll be here tomorrow bye thank you very much thanks for listening to the trade table on Sin 90.7 the home of everything you need to know about the trade and free agency period powered by AFLTRDON like us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table or follow us on twitter at the trade table